Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Faithful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes and I believe that God's gloriously lived a packet until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. It's a real strange time that we're living in, but nothing has taken God by surprise. This is the culmination of God's love story that he wrote before the foundation of the world. Uh, This virus, he, he knew it was coming. He knew the squeeze was coming. And I remember many years ago, Brother Biscoe said, God will cause supernatural conditions to squeeze the bride into her position. And that was the voice of Brother Ernie Villanueva at his last recorded service at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp, January 24th, 2021. Greetings, friends, and our program today is dedicated to the missionary efforts of Brother Ernie Villanueva, our dear departed brother, evangelist, missionary, and a great saint who made an eternal impact on the age in which God chose for him to live. Today we will be speaking with some of the people who knew Brother Ernie the best, people who worked with him, ministered with him over years and even decades of time. There are many approaches that could be taken to the life of Brother Ernie. He was a successful businessman, a record-shattering salesman, a worldwide known personality as a motivational speaker, and a minister of the gospel. But today on this program, we are going to focus on his missionary efforts, and for that, we will take you to the Philippines for a talk with Brother Vernon Manahan, who operated the Bible Believer's Office in the Philippines, which became the basis of operations for Brother Ernie's missionary efforts there. We also have comments from Brother Ronnie Malevo, a well-known minister in the Philippines who knew Brother Ernie well. And we also spoke with Sister Ruth Frederick, who served as Brother Ernie's assistant, both in his business ventures and in his ministry efforts for 15 years. And Brother Tim Dodd, I'm sure you were well acquainted with Brother Ernie also. Welcome, Brother Tim. Thank you, Brother Mark, and uh, good to be here, and welcome to all of our listeners. This unusual podcast has been in the works for a while and we have wanted to pay tribute to our dear brother Ernie for his labors for the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Ernie worked in missions before I came here in Cloverdale in 2012. His ministry is well known, but his labors in the harvest fields are largely undocumented. This podcast is not meant to bear witness to everything that Brother Ernie has done, but hopefully we can give our listeners a glimpse into one man's efforts for the kingdom of God. I trust that it will be a blessing to each and every one as we look back and see one man's 
labors on the mission field and what that means for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I'll let you take it from here, Brother Mark. Well, Brother Tim, I think we will start with a few comments from Sister Ruth Fredericks. It's so interesting how the Lord does things. Way back in the 1980s, long before Brother Ernie's ministry to the Philippines, God had led Sister Ruth to learn about the Philippines and actually travel there and learn about the people and the churches and the needs there. And she would not work with Brother Ernie until many years later. But God was preparing something. I found myself at the library reading about the Philippines and listening to the language and everything. And I I had to ask myself one time, I said, Lord, why am I doing this? I I didn't have any interest in the Philippines at all. But the Lord told me he was going to send me over there because I met all of those pastors over there, Mark, you know. Yeah. Brother Vernon, Brother, you know. Brother Ernie was not married. He did not have a wife to help him. But he was involved in a lot of things in business and ministry. So he had hired secretaries in the past. But God was about to bring him into a new phase of ministry, and he needed the kind of helper that would understand the ministry side. You know, I used to volunteer. I I knew that he was doing a lot of things, you know, for uh, missions and stuff like that, and I've always had a heart for missions. So I called him one day, and I asked him, I said, Hey, I, I said, if you need help with anything down there, I've got some spare time, you know, I would love to help you. And uh, so I would go down and do some mail-outs and, you know, copy some of his discs and things, his CDs and so forth, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how we got started anyway. And then he called me one day and told me, he says, uh, help. <laughs> <laughs> I says, what's going on? He says, well, and my secretary just left, he says, and I have no... He says, I don't know where she went when she's coming back or anything. He says, can you come and help me? Well, yeah. I had I had prior experience as a secretary, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I went down there, and that's how I wound up being his secretary for 15 years. With this equipping in place, God was also at work on the other side of the ocean, leading Brother Biscoll to embark on a vigorous new effort to supply translated messages to the churches in the Philippines. That would be followed up by the Mystery Expos launched by Brother Ernie, which would introduce the truths of the message to hundreds and even thousands of ministers. Brother Vernon Manahan became a key player in that effort. Brother Vernon Manahan. Uh, thank you, Brother Mark. Uh, well, to, to start with, I'm um, Brother Vernon Manahan. I uh, I I became a message believer way back in 1995, and um, eventually I was given the opportunity to work with Bible Believers International uh, when they took me in as a manager of the Bible Believers office here in the Philippines. Now, that was the time, even before my uh, time with Bible Believers, I already met uh, Brother Ernie as one of the speakers uh, in our camp me- uh, annual camp meetings here in the Philippines, and I saw him to be a very zealous, very lively preacher, and uh, he has many ministers' friends, and um, he have uh, traveled around the Philippines 
uh, many times preaching in different churches and uh, doing uh, evangelistic works to theologians and uh, uh, people from the denomination. And he was always trying to share the deep things of the message. So Brother Ernie, being a half Filipino, half American, he was able to immediately blend with the people. And uh, he loved the culture of the Philippines. And the Filipino believers also loved him very much. And it was for me, it was a great opportunity that I was able to work him, work with him closely in, uh, in the ministry that God has given to us. Do you remember the first time you met him? The, the first time I met him, uh, it was in, way back in uh, 1997, 1997. And uh, that, that time, uh, it was, we had a, a camp meeting here in the Philippines uh, for many churches went in together. And after the camp, <clears throat> the camp meetings, uh, because I was working in a, a five-star hotel and there were 30, about 30 believers there who, who were going together as a Bible study group. And Brother Ernie, together with uh, Brother Lonnie Jenkins, uh, they were here, both of them. They, we, we invited them to have a dinner in that hotel. And so that dinner became like a short Bible study to the group. And we, we treated them, but uh, gave us like a small uh, seminar about the message and everything. And so Brother Lonnie, if you know Brother Lonnie Jenkins, he was a great teacher and Brother Ernie was a good evangelist. So it was a good combination uh, sharing to us the message using the different gifts that they have. Yeah. Okay. So that was your, your first contact and, and your impression of him at that time. What did you think of him at the first time you met him? First impression. Brother Ernie was a very lively preacher, and uh, he can he can he can uh, he can expound the the message uh, that you can easily understand because of the simple words that he used and the examples that he used. And he was very friendly with everyone. And uh, after that, he he made friends with everybody, giving the giving us seven church age books. He always have a big pack of this message books with him and many, many tapes of uh, the, the believers uh, singing. And he always have this gift pack for everybody. There were no emails yet. So uh, he will get he will get the addresses. And from that time on, he will send us inspirational messages and everything. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and so from that first meeting, something happened that brought your lives together so that you were uh, in contact all the time and, and working together and expanded into this 25-year history you have with with Brother Ernie. Yeah. So what happened after that that made your paths stay together? After that, we, we continued exchanging uh, mails. And uh, from time to time, he would send us some, some books and tapes from, from their church. And that it was a few years later that uh, when they wanted to expand the office, uh, of Bible believers here in the Philippines, they want they were looking for a manager, and because we already know each other a few years back, it was easy for me and for them to talk together about the 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 mission that they want to accomplish. It was also during the time that I was uh, looking for a calling from the Lord on what to do, and so it was just like uh, God was working in both ends, and uh, they were looking for a manager, and I was looking for something to do. And Brother Ernie said, this is the man. And uh, he already called Brother, Brother Biscal by phone and said that they found the man, they found the place, and, and then everything started from there. Okay. Well, that 
You know, you've mentioned there's the Bible Believer's Office. Um, some listeners might not know, what does a Bible Believer's Office do? What is the mission that you're trying to accomplish? Well, in, in back in 1994, Brother Ed Biscal, together with some of the brothers uh, from Cloverdale, went, went to the Philippines and uh, they wanted to, to assess the situation of the ministers, the message ministers, uh, regarding the, uh, the tools that they have to, to propagate and to, to preach the message. It was a surprise for Brother Ed to know that there were, many, uh, there were a few books in the Philippines and uh, very, very few translated messages. The burden started uh, that Brother Ed wanted this message to be translated in, in our own language. They started establishing a group of uh, translators. And from that, uh, that group, they started translating messages. And uh, they also started the Sid Tape Library because uh, there were few uh, tapes of the message here in the Philippines. But uh, the message was already here since 1972. So for Brother Ed, it was a surprise knowing that so many missionaries has gone to the Philippines, but yet uh, there were a lack of uh, materials. During that time, there were more than 600 churches in the whole Philippines. So Bible Believers Office did was after translation, it was printed, uh, thousands of books, and uh, it was being sent out to the, to the more than 7,000 islands in the Philippines. And it sounds like it was successful. And and what was the impact? I mean, you saw all that happen from almost nothing to a, a full seed collection of messages. What was the impact on the country that you saw? Well, it, it had a very positive impact because the the people have, have now, uh, I mean, the message ministers, they have now uh, a, a first-hand uh, access to all these messages and uh, now they are preaching on a different level. Of course, it led to the maturity of the message ministers. It also led to to bringing in more souls uh, from from different parts of the world, uh, the the country. Yes. Okay. So now you have uh, materials. You have translated messages going out. The churches are there, and in that same season, here comes Brother Ernie uh, with yeah. the Mystery Expo. Is that was that starting up in that same season? Yeah, actually, during that time, it was only on a small scale because what Brother Ernie would do, he will come here and will invite uh, friends. Like uh, th These are ministers from different denominations. And they will host like a small dinner. And on that dinner table, he will start sharing the mysteries. So it expanded to, to one small group, to bigger groups, and until we termed it like a mystery expo, just like to have a catch to the belief to the to the denomination that they are attending seminars free of uh, meals and everything and so it will give the opportunity to brother ernie and other local ministers to speak about the different uh, mysteries that was uh, that was uh, revealed to us in the message and out of this group of uh, message minister uh, i mean uh, denominational ministers some of them of course will will reject it but uh, some of them will have questions in their mind but that the positive thing is many ministers came in to the message. They left their denomination. Some of them, of course, were kicked out. But nevertheless, they were happy to know the truth. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting, what, the way you're describing it, because I first um, learned about the mes Mystery Expos. They were pretty big. They were yes. big campaigns. But you're telling about the humble 
beginning, how it started with just a few ministers around the table, you know, maybe personally invited by someone they know and they come to the Mystery Expo. What caused it to grow like that, to be, become, I don't know, thousands of people at some some meetings? I, I think, firstly, because I think Brother Ernie, you know, Brother Ernie, he's the kind of person that he, he will speak to a small group of people or he, he will either speak to a big group. Of, it doesn't matter to him whether even on a one-on-one, -on -one, he will do that. For a single person, he will do that, share the message. And because of this humble way of doing that, I think God has blessed. I remember one time, Brother Mark, that Brother Ernie was telling me about the story of uh, he was, after the camp meetings, he was sharing to a single person. Uh, he he was a Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, he was a debater in that denomination. And they started talking 11 in the evening after the, the meetings. And they, they, they talked together, like they discussed about the, about the message, about baptism and everything until five in the morning. And it ended up this uh, man from the Jehovah's Witnesses, he got baptized. Well, that's six hours all night with one yes, person. That, yes, that's, that's all night. And it ended up this person asking Brother Ernie, don't leave me without baptizing me. Wow. Yeah. And that was after a mystery expo? No, that, that, was, that was after a camp meeting where Brother Ernie spoke. So that was after so, preaching. <laughs> yeah, so that's out after preaching. He was all exhausted. And, but then again, when he saw the opportunity that there is a single soul that wanted to know the message, he will give his time and his effort. Wow. That, that yeah. really tells us something about the, the character of Brother Ernie. Did he preach again the next day? Well, the next evening, he preached again. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was he was a true fireball, you know. When when he gets to the pulpit, uh, he, he doesn't feel anything. He just wanted to preach. He he all, he often told tells me that when he when he steps into the pulpit, to the pulpit, he always feel energized. <laughs> yes, yeah, and you could see it too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, yeah. You just get that that spring. I, I remember seeing him like bounce up and down yes. when he's in the pulpit. Yeah. And, and, the, and it seems yeah. like the longer he preaches, the more energy he gets. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. Okay, so that those are the years of the Mystery Expo. Like, uh, what time period? What period of years was that when the Mystery Expos were really going on like that? Well, it, it started way back in the 90s, but uh, the, I, I would say that the peak of uh, this Mystery Expo was uh, from 2005 to 2008. Hundreds of theologians are coming in and uh, joining this Mystery Expo. Well, in those same years, I was at Bible Way, and uh, Brother Ernie would be one of the ministers there at Bible Way, and he would go away for, you know, two, three weeks and right, and right. come come back and you know in that two or three week period how many how much traveling and how many many meetings would there be oh in in a matter of three weeks there would be more than 20, 20 meetings that would that is to include other of course mr expos are done either in the morning or the afternoon and every evening there's different churches that invites brother ernie so sometimes you have to travel by plane in the domestically because uh, these are in the islands, and so uh, the whole the whole three weeks that is here is always on the go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I didn't travel with him; I just heard about it. But you traveled with him. So what yeah. was it like traveling with Ernie from place to place, 
meeting to meeting. You know, you know Brother Ernie is very, uh, very fond of, this one, very fond of children. So everywhere we go, he has a bag of these chocolates and candies. So the first thing he does, he distributes the candies. So at the first instance, children will love Brother Ernie because it was like their hero. <laughs> when he arrives, he, he, then he will talk to the ministers. He will, if there's a big meetings and uh, he loves to engage with people. He will go to the, to the kitchen area, look at the sisters who are cooking and uh, he will talk to them. Just like an old friend, you know, he is not the type of preacher that will only be seen during preaching. He's there the whole time. He engages with the people. He wants to talk to the people, the old and the young. So the, by the time he goes to the pulpit, everybody, he already have the attention of everybody because he have already engaged with them. Brother Ernie went the extra mile because when he see ministers who are very, very poor, he would talk to them and they will ask the the status of the the education of their children and uh, i would tell you brother mark that brother brother ernie although he did not mention this in many of his mission reports he he sponsored many sons and daughters of pastors in the philippines all these are poor pastors to finish their college degree oh he he was personally helping them out of his own funds he, to get their uh, education uh, uh, out of his own funds and i didn't know that until the time that uh, there were these young professionals thanking him for the years that they that they received help from brother ernie and so i told brother ernie you were i told brother ernie you were not telling me that and he said he doesn't want uh, to brag about these things but he did help many children of pastors here to finish their college course the secret generosity of Brother Ernie was not something that would be part of a missions report, and he would never tell. But it is coming out now. It was also mentioned by Sister Ruth, who sometimes wrote the checks. He was very generous, yeah. 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 I used to write out the checks for his, all of his family, his relatives in the Philippines. You know, he would send them $100 each every Christmas, you know. When this business was booming, he used to take people out for lunch after, you know, in between the services at church, and he'd always pay for everybody's meal. So Brother Ernie was involved in personal acts of benevolence while all eyes were on the Mystery Expos. So, okay, so a Mystery Expo happens for two or three weeks, and then Brother Ernie goes back and tell me a little bit about the follow-up, the results. What what do you do after that? Yeah, this is this is what Brother Ernie told the local ministers. It did not stop there. I mean, uh, after a year, Brother Ernie goes back, then he will find find out that these believers who came to the Mystery Expo are now solid and established in the message, because the local ministers will will do the follow-up. We would always send out hundreds of letters, uh, personal letters of Brother Ernie to all the believers that came to new so to know and uh, you know just just to just to continue to keep in touch with them so those are the years i think you said the peak would be 2005 to 2008 and you'd be organizing maybe one or two of these a year yeah okay about maybe about three times a year yeah okay 
So it mm. was uh, it kept coming, you know. You you probably you know yeah. another one's coming up. You finish one, you have to start organizing the next one. <laughs> yes, right, right. Okay. Yeah, because because uh, the the for example, you invited this minister for the first Mister Expo. The next time he will bring in more friends ah. and more other ministers from their denomination. Yeah. So yeah. it will be like a follow through to them. Well, you might be giving some people around the world ideas. I wonder if they could do that in their country. <laughs> yeah, it could be possible. <laughs> yes. Okay. And so then something changed after that. I, I think your your relationship changed and your ministry changed. Uh, tell us a little bit about the next season. Well, in 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 uh, 2007, I was there in the in in Cloverdale, and uh, during the Witness 2007, and brother brother Ed was actually introducing this. Uh, this uh, message kiosk, which is now, of course, the message hub. Uh, so the direction was from printing and uh, from printing and distributing books. Everything is now will be will now become digital, and the uh, people can uh, print from their own printers. And so we started distributing these printers, the printing station in that specific region. Eventually. Uh, we have to close the office here in the Philippines, and the office in India also was closed, and uh, all the resources were were centralized to the to this to the message hub. Of course, technology was catching up, and uh, um, there were enough books in the Philippines, but now people can just go directly to the message hub and print the books that they need. And so this is more practical, more uh, cost effective, and of course, it is efficient because it can reach any people with, the, with their internet access. And during the time, I was already transitioning to be, uh, I was already a pastor during the time. And of course, the responsibility is already changing. So Brother Ernie and myself is still con a continued communication from time to time. I will send emails to Brother Ed Biscal, uh, updating him of what is happening here. So we still remain, maintain contact, but and Brother Ernie from that time, I think 2009 was the last time he went here, and the next time he he went here was already many years later, 10, 10 years later. The the office was not here anymore, and I think during that time, Brother Ernie had uh, this uh, medical condition, his neuropathy that pre uh, prevented him from traveling far. So we did not we did not uh, meet each other until 2014 when i uh, was invited to cloverdale and uh, i was asking him uh, if he can he, if he wanted to go back to the philippines and surely he wanted to go back to the philippines but uh, again his medical condition kept him from going here that brother ernie's health condition coincided with the change of ministry in the philippines is surely no accident and we know that even the apostle paul had health issues later in life. But Sister Ruth, who is also a nurse, testified how the Lord healed Brother Ernie, even though the doctors said it was impossible. And after being gone from the Philippines for 10 years, in 2019, Brother Ernie was able to return again for meetings of reunion and celebration. There, Brother Ernie and Brother Vernon began to plan to start up Mystery Expos in Cambodia. He was able to travel here in 2019, and that was the last time. That was the last time he traveled here. He went here, and together we, we, you know, we we went again to the provinces. He spoke in camp meetings and joint fellowships, 
he was here just for a couple of weeks and uh, after that this that same year we went to another country cambodia where there was a camp meeting and he was one of the speakers there now cambodia was is is just a flourishing country in ter in terms of uh, 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 in the message there are still few believers and actually brother ernie was was we, we were talking about doing a mystery expo in cambodia but in on 2020 but uh, there was this global pandemic so it prevented us from pursuing that and the last time we talked was last april this year and he said he said that uh, once this all all these lockdowns are over um we would want to go back to cambodia and do this mystery expo of course that never materialized but uh until the last minute brother ernie would like still to go and preach and do what he he, he used to do when he was younger because in his heart he wanted to to really share this message to the people he would always tell me that uh, brother vernon whatever you do 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 the best that you can do because you will only have one opportunity to do these things i remember him telling me brother vernon uh, you cannot please everybody but you can be friends to everybody so he always tells me that so um and he doesn't want debates he doesn't want to uh, you know if there are people criticizing him he just walks away and uh, doesn't want to he was like a brother to me you know brother mark uh, last april my last communication with brother ernie was april 15 and it dawned to me that god has given me the opportunity to travel and to travel with brother ernie and i told that to brother ernie on april 15 i told him brother ernie i i never thank you for the opportunity for being a travel buddy to me and for all the for all the things that uh, you have told me and now i would like to to give you this uh, appreciation and everything i never thought brother mark that that would be my last communication and he he uh, he, he answered me in in my text to him the next day and he said uh, that he, it it touches heart very much and he said that uh, it's truly that god has given us this supernatural uh, opportunity to have traveled many parts of the world to minister to the to the people of god and I, I didn't know that that was the last message that he will give me <laughs> yeah so yeah so i really i really missed him and i loved him and uh, even my whole family my children my wife um eh, It, he was like a family to us. If we were to travel to the Philippines, we could collect hundreds, perhaps thousands of testimonies of the impact of Brother Ernie's ministry there. Pastor Ron Malevo remembers Brother Ernie this way. Shalom and God bless you, saints. I'm Brother Ron Malevo from the Philippines, and uh, we are truly saddened by the passing away of our friend, a good friend of mine, Brother Ernie, he was truly an inspiration to me, and uh, he was one of the uh, the one who spearheaded uh, the Mystery Expo seminars in the Philippines. I met him uh, way back 1994, when Brother Biscal came to the country, and uh, they established the uh, office for translation, the Bible Believers Office, which I was uh, also. Uh, elected as uh, a board of trustee and uh, Bert Ernie was uh, truly a gifted man. He was a motivational speaker as I see and uh, truly he was also a very generous guy. 
he helped a lot of uh, Filipino young brothers. One time he even gave a typewriter when computer was not yet, uh, you know, uh, very uh, available here. He helped some brothers uh, with guitars and he was truly an, uh, um, an, uh, a model for us. And uh, we uh, simply, uh, of course, are saddened by his uh, going home. And uh, one thing I learned from him was uh, how to, uh, you know, have this attitude, uh, focus on good behavior, especially for ministers. Uh, I heard one time he preached about, uh, you know, the three kinds of preachers. He said there's a, a, a beater, a bleeder, and a feeder. And uh, he said, uh, I'm of the feeder kind of preacher. And so uh, we truly enjoyed his presence here. And uh, we just uh, want to extend our heartfelt gratitude or rather heartfelt sympathy to the family and to the Bible believers. All of you, God bless you. And I believe one day we will see him again in the rapture when the saints, the dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So God bless you and uh, we just uh, want to say thank you for sending Brother Ernie to us here in the Philippines to help us in the ministry. He would always say worship and please the Lord. Listen to his voice and he also said, I don't know how many times you know that this message was the truth. He knew that. He had... It was amazing what he went through with all these different things that he was involved in, you know, over the years that he was really sticking in there like glue. But he knew that this was the truth. He said he had no doubts about it, you know, because it came from a perfect source, and that source was God. Brother Ernie always told me, uh, if he will be gone, and, uh, uh, you, you know, if he will be going home to the Lord earlier than us, he said that the thing that we want to leave to the hearts of the people is that we should be the happiest people in the world because we were given the opportunity to to see the revelation of the message of the hour. Take care of these things. If I will be remembered in this life, I would I would like to be remembered as the person who shared this message to many to, to many people as I can. The title of Brother Ernie's final sermon at Bible Way Camp was A Living Sacrifice, taken from Romans 12. Listen now to Brother Ernie's closing words. I can tell you I feel that presence right now. When I walk into a church building, I don't have to get, uh, you know, I don't have to get pumped up. I don't have to get revved up. I want to go to church revved up and then let them take me from revved up into the realm. I want to be a spiritual astronaut every day of my life. I want to go into realms that are unknown, dimensions unknown. And how do I get there? Through the Word. Through 1,100 plus messages. 1,100 masterpiece messages that God has laid down for us. And a lot of us have got supernatural amnesia. We forget what we once rejoiced in. We forget that experience, that exaltation of knowing I am the bride of Jesus Christ. I've got to make sure there's no spots, no blemishes, no wrinkles anywhere. 
I gotta be, I, I gotta be ready, willing, and able to serve God and become that living sacrifice. If we can sing the song Creating Me a Clean Heart. Last song, and then we're gonna close. And that's our final word from Brother Ernie Villanueva on this podcast. And Brother Tim, each of us will utter our final words someday. Yes, in the few minutes we've had available, Brother Mark, it's what we have heard has been amazing. You know, when God redeems a man and then calls him to the ministry, it's impossible to foresee everything that God has in store for that individual. I like to say that there's many threads in our lives that we often wonder where those threads will lead. And it seems like only at the end of our life can we truly see the fabric that has been created by those threads. Brother Ernie has gone on to his reward. Everything done for Christ has a reward. And as you can see, Brother Ernie did much more than any one of us ever saw. He was loved by many, but most importantly, he was a beloved of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul records this at the end of his life in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Brother Ernie's fight is over. His part in the race has come to completion. But the race, we could say the human race, is not over yet. In 1 Corinthians 9 and 24, Paul writes, he says, Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that you may obtain. And every man that striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Brother Ernie's gone on to his reward. But what does that mean for us? In Hebrews 12 and verse 1 it says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. My prayer, Brother Mark, and to the listeners is that the Lord would anoint others with a burden and a zeal to get the message of the hour to those who have not yet heard but are predestinated to hear. Just as the Lord did with Brother Ernie Villanueva, I pray the Lord will lay the same burden on others. God bless you and thank you for being here today. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, the bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. 
We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believers Faith Challenge Report podcast. Mm-hmm.